Hi, friends. This is Dr. Shanaz Ahmed with Living a Life Through Books, the podcast about everything bookish. Today is going to be an ARC episode. I'm going to go over everything I know and my experiences with ARCs. We're going to track my ARC journey, and I hope by sharing this, you can get some insight into the ARC world. Disclaimer, I'm not an expert. I would consider myself a beginner, but I am on an ARC journey. That's for certain. First off, what is an ARC? It stands for Advanced Reading Copy. Basically, a copy of a book that has not been published yet. The publisher sends out these copies to reviewers to get the buzz out with the hopes of getting more reviews and social media posts. And it's the first big marketing push a book has before it is officially born. I first learned the acronyms ARC about this time last year, and I do feel like I've come a long way. So today, let's track that journey from my first ARC to now. I got my first ARC from Amy Voltaire. Her YA book, My Name is Erin and My Mom's an Addict, opened my bookish podcast world completely. How did I get that first one? Well, it was shortly after joining Instagram and getting exposed to the bookish world and making some Contacts. My friend Katie on Instagram connected me with Amy Voltaire, and she also connected me with my next author, Christian Sterling. Both Amy Voltaire and Christian Sterling's books were not traditionally published. Soon after, again through Instagram, I got a request from a contact for an author in London. How she found me on Instagram is beyond me. And these three authors essentially gave me my first boost towards ARCs. Soon after, I started noticing posts from other bookstagrammers about the ARCs from major publishers. There were words like NetGalley and Celadon, but I didn't pay much attention to that because I thought ARCs were reserved for some special people. Like I felt maybe they had some inside track, a connection, and I never really thought that ordinary people such as myself could get an ARC. One day I was at Barnes & Noble, mid-2019, I would say, and I happened to be talking to their social media guy. He spent some time with me discussing how to get books from publishers. He said that I could write the publisher and that I had to keep it brief. He suggested I follow all the publishers on Instagram. And he also told me that some companies had imprints under them. Like, for example, Penguin has Penguin Classic, Penguin YA. And he was helping me navigate through that world. He told me to get the contact information from Instagram and then contact the publisher directly After that conversation, I got quite intrigued, hopeful almost, and went down the rabbit hole and started chasing this ARC pipe dream. 
I hadn't known much about this world of getting ARCs from established publishers. I asked a few contacts on Bookstagram about it, but didn't get definitive answers about how they got ARCs. Now that I knew ARCs existed, I just wanted to see if there was an easy in. Asking around didn't yield results, and I still felt like getting ARCs was this well-guarded secret. I was intimidated about the idea from the gentleman at Barnes & Noble, but then I took the first step. I had seen a lot of posts about Celadon and the silent patient at that time, and so I direct messaged Celadon on Instagram asking them about how to get ARCs. And the folks that ran the Celadon social media page were gracious enough to send me a link to apply to be an ARC recipient. So I filled that out end of November 2019. I was still investigating ARCs while I waited to hear from Celadon. I wasn't sure if I had done something wrong, but I moved on to the next option. What was this NetGalley thing that people talked about? I was such a beginner to this, I didn't know what NetGalley was or how it worked either. And I started asking every bookstagrammer I ran across that posted ARC pics about how they got the book. After several misses, I made my connection with Monique sometime mid-December. Now, this episode is an adjunct to the Monique episode. If you are serious about ARCs, I would start with the Monique episode. It is Season 2, Episode 17. Monique talked openly about ARCs. When I asked Monique on direct message through Instagram about ARCs, she told me a whole bunch of things, and I think I pretty much cut her off and said, Can you be on my podcast? I'm so glad she accepted because her episode has the second highest view rate in my podcast. And I will still say it's a great place to start if you are thinking ARCs. After the podcast, Monique and I became friends. And with her guidance, I contacted Libro FM and they sent me their application for ALCs, which I filled out on January 5th. I haven't gotten an ALC from Libro FM yet. On January 11th, I emailed Macmillan Audio asking them to place me on their ALC list. I haven't heard back from them either. Just when I thought the whole ARC world was a bust and overwhelming and a game of waiting and it wasn't going to work, On the 14th of January this year, I got my first ARC book in the mail. You're Not Listening, published by Celadon, showed up on my doorstep. The book was already published, but I was glad to receive an ARC copy. I'm not picky. I was super excited about the book. Yes, I posted about it on my Instagram stories and even did a podcast review of the book, I think. Meanwhile, I set up a NetGalley account. NetGalley is a site where they put out ARCs of books, and members can request them and read an ARC. I kept consulting with Monique, whom I think is the ARC guru. I told Monique that I had become a member of NetGalley, and she asked me if I had requested any books. See, becoming a member of NetGalley can be intimidating. I I didn't request any books because I felt the stress of getting so many books and having to read them. And when I was talking to Monique, she said that 
I had to request books first. She said that you don't necessarily get all the books you request. I found out that NetGalley is a balancing act. I requested 10 books originally and got approved for one. And I really wanted A Good Neighborhood. And when I told Monique that A Good Neighborhood was rejected because the publisher had exceeded their book quota, she told me to contact the publisher directly. So I drafted an email and had her review it and sent it off. Monique warned me that she had sent off emails but hadn't gotten a reply and the book just showed up at her door. Well, I did get a response from St. Martin's Press that they would put me on the list for a finished book. I was so excited and I kept getting rejected for books on NetGalley. Monique suggested reading the Read Now books to boost your profile. I did that and as soon as I clicked on a Read Now title, the next day I got approved for a title I had requested. Today I think I still have four of the original books I had requested on my waiting pile three months ago, go figure. I did get approved for two more books later on. One was Hollywood Park by Celadon. But while I got approved for it on NetGalley a couple of weeks ago, the physical book showed up in my mailbox a few days ago. It was my third Celadon ARC. The second one was Good Boy that I got two weeks before Hollywood Park. If you want to know more about NetGalley, also listen to my interview with Sand Between Pages. I mean, uh, Sand underscore Between underscore Pages. She talks about how to get more NetGalley books. She did talk about reading children's books and reviewing to boost your review rating. But do listen to her episode also for some excellent tips. Speaking of NetGalley, one day on Instagram, I see someone post that they had gotten Backman's latest book or some famous author's next book. I immediately went on NetGalley and couldn't even find the book to request, let alone be rejected. I direct messaged NetGalley on Instagram. They stated that sometimes a publisher may have a special relationship with certain people that they send them a private copy of the book through NetGalley. I actually get it because my copy of A Good Neighborhood never came in the mail. I figure it has something to do with COVID-19, but I'm not sure. I contacted the publisher who had promised me a copy. She was surprised that I hadn't gotten my copy considering that I was slated to get it. Well, being in lockdown, there was no way for her to go and physically put another copy for me in the mail. She did the next best thing, sent me a NetGalley link for a good neighborhood. Another example of getting a unique NetGalley link is my recent prowl on Instagram. Flatiron was doing a giveaway for Saigon by Fluktron. Well, I commented on the author's post about the giveaway and made a semi-teasing remark and told them to just forget about the giveaway and send me a copy. I don't recall exactly what I said. Fluktron, the author, got to me and said that if I wanted a copy of the book, I would have to go through the giveaway. I commented back saying, that's fine. And then I said, I do have a podcast. Would you want to be on it? At this point, I figured he's a flat iron author and he's going to A, not respond, or B, turn me down in glorious style. There was no option C in my mind. Option C, apparently, was that the author says yes because... That's the option the author chose. 
my justing ended up with direct messages to the author and then direct emails to the author and his publicist going over what I do for podcast interviews. At this point, it wasn't a joke anymore. I needed a copy of the ARC of Saigon to proceed. And the Flatiron publicist for Saigon sent me a NetGalley link. I'm still emailing back and forth. The ball is now on my court to edit and upload his conversation, which was phenomenal, by the way. Talking to him felt like an out-of-this-world experience. Well, it's coming out April 21st on this podcast. Don't miss it. Meanwhile, I have gotten another book on NetGalley. While all this was going on, at the end of February, I emailed Knopf Publicity. I wanted Yag Yazi's next book, Transcendent Kingdom. I have not heard back from Knopf yet. Will the book randomly show up one day at my door? Who knows? As Monique had said, I guess everyone is busy and I cannot expect a reply. My ARC journey took a turn a couple of days ago. I got an email from Henry Holt Publishing. They are an imprint of Macmillan, as is Flatiron and Celadon. But anyway, they sent me a finished e-copy of the book of V by Anna Solomon. I got the email, and it was a group email, like they had several others on it as a BCC, Blind Carbon Copy. The email started with, Dear Editor Producer, and of course, it goes on to talk about the book, and at the end, it mentions that I should contact them if I want to do a review or a podcast, and I should let them know. This is Henry Holt Publishing. It's a prominent publisher. How I got the email and the book remains a mystery to me. My husband theorizes that the publicist from Flatiron had maybe contacted other publicists as they are all under the Macmillan umbrella, but I don't know. I can't recall signing up for a Macmillan ARC program. I know I did Celadon. I know I requested audio for Macmillan Audio, but other than that, I do not know. I think it's totally amazing for me to get that email. I did contact them back, and we are, even as we speak, talking about scheduling times for the author and myself to chat, and I have to read the book. That's my currently reading, The Book of V by Anna Solomon. That's all I have about ARCs. Do you have any questions about what I've said? Any comments? Any additions? Send me a voice memo to livingalifethroughbooks at gmail.com. Before I leave, my main advice about ARCs is to just do it. Do it a little bit at a time and watch it all grow. That's what I did. My starting and ending music for this and all my previous episodes was composed by my husband, Brad Slavik. This is Dr. Shanaz Ahmed with Living a Life Through Books, signing off. Remember to water the seeds within you. It's time. <laughs>